Today's name is Al-Jamid. We use it doing um, healing and for the positivity prayers, but I thought it would be helpful if we kind of went over it because it sometimes we forget what it's about. So this is Al-Jamid. The Al-Jamid means? It means the gatherer, one who brings things together. Allah is the gatherer of whatever he wishes, whenever and wherever. So that's J-A-M-M-I-N? No. And in this English version, there's Jami, J-A-M-I. Okay, thank you. All right. Now, one of the derivative words is Jama'ah. It means gathering things that are dispersed. And what he talks about here is Allah gathers things together, whether they are alike or different, even opposite. Allah has gathered together within this universe, space, galaxies, stars, earths, seas, plants, animals, things whose nature, size, shape, and color are all different. And then within the bodies of these creatures he has created, Allah has gathered opposing energies like fire and water, air and earth, heat and cold, hot and dry, and wet and cold. He has gathered six million cells in a single drop of blood. The body has incalculable cells, each moving, seeking, finding, rejecting, growing, dividing, dying, each a life and entity unto itself. He has combined all those cells in the body by means of his knowledge and his power. He can scatter them to the far corners of the earth and the universe and then gather them back again. And that's how they describe here about the day of resurrection. So uh, Allah combines the cells of the human body. And when you think about it, each cell has a function. And each cell has things that it is required to do like protecting or helping digest or finding energy. He puts each person together with his or her actions on the path through eternity. Now here's where he comes up with an interesting idea. Our only comrades are our deeds. And this next part is a little harsh. In our heedlessness, we do not see the flesh, the heart, the mind, and the soul gathered together. And the thousands of me's and eyes and minds living together within us, any more than we see the billions of units combined in our bodies. We do not see our deeds, which are always with us, nor the hell or the paradise that are around us. 
So this preoccupation we have with the world, eating, drinking, seeking more and more to eat, to have, to enjoy, your slavery at the hands of your flesh and your ego have made you inattentive to everything else. Only when the bird of the soul flies from the cage of the flesh will this dream evaporate and you will find yourself alone with your deeds, your actions. Then you'll see that single companion whom you hug and press to your chest. Is it warm and friendly or is it full of snakes and scorpions? Then you'll know that what you presumed to be good was hell and what you thought was suffering was paradise. So when we talk about um, each of the names, you can be connected to um, through what's called abd, the being the slave of, or being surrendered to that name. In this case, abd al-jami, meaning the servant of jami in whose being visible character and morals and hidden truths of the heart are combined into one. So I'll just stop there for a little bit and talk about this. So Aljami being the gatherer, but not just of similar things, but of whatever Allah wants. So whenever we're together with our family or with others, this is al-jami in action. So, thoughts or comments? How come some people are born with defects and some people, you know, are, are, are born normal? Um, I, I guess I'm just trying to understand that. No, that's a, I understand your question, and that's a good question. And there's a couple different ways to approach it. And it's also one of those questions that changes according to your experiences. Uh, one of those, one answer, and there's a number of answers. One, it's statistics, like getting cancer. It's a statistical thing. Uh, it's just the, running the numbers. And there's also just, you know, finding out a whole lot as we go along about stuff that gives us cancer that we didn't know about before, for example. Now, as for the other stuff, uh, sometimes it's genetic. It's in the blood. And it's passed through down through the families. And it's nobody's fault. It's just that's something to deal with. Now, why? Now, like I said, there's several different ways to approach this. One way to think of this is each soul, as it comes into this world, has specific things it needs to learn. Maybe those things are learning from a life from before, that this is a continuation of a learning experience and that there's some things that need to be learned or experienced in this life. So there are certain things that are given and certain things that are not. And very often there's lessons that that person needs to learn that are associated 
with those attributes. Now, we can have sympathy and empathy for these people. We all, as John Lennon says, we're all crippled inside. Hmm. Some of us don't show it. Some of us do. The, the trick is, is to learn what this is about and be able to live with it and, and perhaps to grow from it. Now, sometimes it's not about us. It's about somebody else that has to learn something through this and that we are an example so that that person can experience dealing with that. So sometimes we, a person is an example of a certain attribute that we all have to find within ourselves the truth about and deal with it in an honest way and perhaps grow from that. Is that making sense? Yes, thank you, Sheikh. So, so if a baby is born with a heart defect or, you know, doesn't have a limb or mm -hmm. what is that baby done? We don't know. It's not our business. I don't know because that's a personal thing. That's out of my hands and out of my knowledge about maybe for the family. It's about allowing that soul to be there for that amount of time and then to let them go. I mean, for, for all of this, pretty much it's about letting go. But I just saw a really nice thing. It was on Facebook. It was like, okay, which is it? The destination or the journey? And somebody had a completely different answer. They said, neither. It's the companions. Which I like. I like that. Mm -hmm. so do we, I mean, do we accept this reincarnation? In a lot of the stuff I've talked about with Sheikh and Sheikha, it seems that we, we may have multiple lives over a long time and that we're learning as we go along here. And that perhaps what we have is a continuation of a specific soul that is learning and growing. And then at a certain point, able to help others and be a good uh, service and to help humanity continue to grow, which is certainly supported by many of the religions. So the idea of being a helper is kind of a, an ongoing development and growth, part of the growth of learning to be a human being. So some, some short lives are specifically for that family and for that individual, for that soul, uh, and learning how to be compassionate and to be loving, uh, to be Rahman and Rahim uh, within that short time. Sometimes it's hard to see the rewards, but if we are thinking a reward system, I think we're on the wrong channel. I think we need to be thinking, how 
am I making the world a better place? What have I? What can I do to help and to be a good servant? So, but Yasmin, that is a very good question, and something that is good to meditate on and reflect on about why certain people have certain things and other people have others. So, to me. The, the, the human condition, the whole planet, all that we have here, we each have special attributes that we can share with others, and, and we also have a lot of weaknesses. That we're not perfect, and I don't believe in a perfect human being. I believe that Allah is perfect, and we don't even get close to that. So I like to kind of rule that out. Don't even go there. Perfection is Allah's. So today we're doing Al-Jami, and I was talking about Allah's the gatherer. Uh, but this brings up a really interesting question that came to me about surrender. And this is for everybody. When do you surrender, and when do you defend? When do you step up and go, no, I'm not accepting that. I'm not surrendering to that. I am going to say something about this, or I'm going to do something about this. How do you know the difference? When do you do one or the other? Well, My first thought is responsibility. The responsibility? So if it's like part of, say, duty of care, if you've got kids involved or family kids, family, and it's your duty, your obligation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's different if it's like your kid or if it's someone else's kid. Yes. Right? Because you're responsible for your kid and what another kid jumping on the tables or whatever, it's like, yeah. But I think no defense, you know, is, is like if you see someone on the street you know, is being beaten up. I mean, like, do you stand and watch or you defend them? I thought, you know, you try to do something about it. And I think, you know, when somebody is being victimised or um, they're being put down, you know, because they might be short or because they might be this race or whatever, I mean, I think defence is is important in, in, in just making them feel like a human being. How one does that, I guess, is another thing. But, and I think, I mean, surrender, I think, comes when, I think one learns surrender when you, like, you know, really want, want, want something and then you just hit a brick wall because it's all about you. You hit a brick wall and you've just got to let go. You know, and it and it's amazing when that let go and you know you just go all those you know whether one cries or one hits the wall or whatever it is, get up the next morning and the world just seems quite different somehow. Um, in in that surrender, so I I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but absolutely, certainly does. Alamin, your thoughts. 
yeah, much what um, Rakara Mill was saying, duty of care, um, an extension of that, like when you see injustices taking place, defend. But the other thing that came to me, generally speaking, just the thought that surrender has got to do with oneself and defence has got to do with other. So that was just a, a thought I had, generally speaking. I know some, um, that's very general, but it's like surrender's got to do with the self and defending's got to do with the other. But I don't know if that makes sense. Like if it's about you, you don't defend yeah, yourself. Yeah, but if it's about yeah. someone else, then... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I see. Hmm. Yeah. It's 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 tricky though because there's also it's a part of uh, a lot. It's about self-respect as well, um, and respecting the inner, but a lot inside as well. And sometimes there are times when that needs to be defended, but it's very yeah. tricky to distinguish between that and when you're defending your naps. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, that's the, there are specific times when you need to defend yourself. But, yeah, it was just a random thought that I had. Um, I, I'm i not sure if this is, if you would like to come back to later, but I just wanted to ask something about the Jami show. Yeah. Yeah, Jami. So when you were, talk, when you were talking about it, um, I was thinking about, you know, yeah, Jami the Gatherer. So I, I, what I, where I went to was external, internal. So, yeah, the external gathering of, yes, family and friends and um, meeting like we're doing just now. And also then they have the, you know, the internal gathering. of. And there was something that you said about, like, the different parts of us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, okay, so we're, ga- we're trying to, our attention is to gather the different parts of of us to a, a unified. Ah, okay. Well, that's the that's part of what Insana Insan Ikamil is about is gathering these disparate parts of ourselves mm. and trying to understand them, and then eventually being able to uh, assemble them in such a way as that they are healthy and usable in your life. So things like, there's a whole lot of different ways to go about this, but, you know, when you think about like Rahman and Rahim, Mm -hmm. we should have those elements within us. And they come out in different ways at different times according to the need of the moment. Mm -hmm. And other, you know, basically how we can serve better is by understanding that I don't have to worry about my manhood or my womanhood. Mm. I just have to be uh, present enough to know which energy I'm going to use in this situation. Right. Now, sometimes it requires protection. Sometimes it requires nurturing. You know, being a whole human being, being a parent, Mm. you have to be able to switch back and forth. And and understand that it isn't about you. It's about 
how you, you best serve others. Mm. And this is part of <coughs> the <coughs> internal gathering where you are examining all these parts of yourself, all these different relationships that you've had and that you currently have and the experiences that you've had and to look at them objectively and honestly and determine from them what can I take away from this that is useful, that is healthy and appropriate. Now, I may not be able to activate these all the time. I may only need this thing once in my life, for example, to appear angry, but not really be angry. Mm. Uh, but because it's necessary in this situation to appear a certain way. But having love in your heart and not being angry. Mm. But only because this situation calls... You're talking to Telstra. Talking to Optus. <laughs> Optus, much worse. <laughs> Yeah, my internet's not working again. What? Oh, no, this is just the fifth time. No, no, that's a, never mind. I'm not going to go there, but you brought it up. You know, sometimes you, you have to put your foot down, but as long as you're not angry, but you're doing it out of the necessity to communicate in a way that uh, affects the situation in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is one of the definitions of adab, as well as uh, this idea of insani kamil. The gathering of these different parts of ourselves, whether it's experiences, relationships, aspects of ourselves that we may not be aware of unless we go and look at them through either therapy or through uh, some kind of creative method or some kind of studies, uh, whether like improv theater or acting or sports or, you know, whatever you have that allows you to look at this part of yourself in an objective and honest way that allows you to figure out what it is good for. And if not, then to let it go. Good question. So an internal gathering is what we are all working on during this life. What, what's the juice from that experience? And you sh- should be able to articulate what you learned. If you can't, then you need to reflect on it some more. Just one further thing on that, Shaykh, about you mentioned how it's used for healing. Yes. Are you able to talk more about that? Is that you, you, you mean the healing in the sense of, again, with the cells and the body where, you know, sort of you putting your attention? Yeah, well, when we're talking about Insan Camille, we're talking about what I call the integrated human being or the whole person. Now, we generally are only working with about 5 or 6% of ourself. 
We're keeping a lot of stuff hidden away. There's some, a lot of secrets. There's maybe some relationships we don't really want to talk about, or there's experiences that we are annoyed about, or we there's parts of ourselves that we do not forgive, or situations that we're angry about, and yet we've kind of, you know, kept them under the covers. The process of becoming Sufi or Insani Kamil, the whole person is that process of gently opening these areas and healing them so that they're not, they're not interfering in our life. Because if you do not know that you have a grudge against something or that you have, uh, you, you feel really angry about being rejected by this group over here, but you're keeping it uh, to yourself, that's, that's going to fester emotionally. It, it hurts. And that also means that energy that could be used in keeping you healthy and happy and content is being sideswiped by keeping this energy going where you are resentful. The image I've had of it in myself is the guy on stage, you know, who's got a pole and these dishes and he's doing this and he has to keep them going and this energy of kind of keeping all these these dishes and bowls and everything balanced, you know, and all the energy that that takes to keep them all balanced. I say, let them break. <laughs> now, you, you have to do things one by one and in a in a in a smart way and this is what you learn when you're working to fight your nafs you're working on how to slow that energy down and then put it away because you don't really need it that's just a useless unnecessary activity that's spending energy that you could use for something healthy what do you think is the difference between putting it away and suppressing it or repressing it and the, resenting it? Well, the repressing it still means that there's energy being activated about it. It's still... It's still but in a practical way, what's the, how does that look different? Like if, say, like you're talking about like a hurt or something that you're resenting, what does putting it away look like? Versus ah, okay. keep holding on to it. Putting it away, letting it, putting it down, meaning that you're no longer feeding it energy. Whereas if you are suppressing it or hiding it away, it's still energy. That's your energy that you're using for that activity. Does that then need to be expressed in some form so that it's no longer being yeah. <coughs> repressed. Yeah. Each of these things uh, can, has to be dealt with in a, in a very specific case-by-case -case situation. Mm -hmm. Some of them are combined with biology. Some of them are concerned with psychology. And these different things need to be addressed individually and focused in a focused way that allows you to deal with it effectively and appropriately, or at least in a way that you are no longer charged, 
there's not a charge connected with it. Shay, would I be right in suggesting that using that plate spinning analogy, repressing it would be taking the spinning plate from in front of you and putting it behind you, but you're still spinning <laughs> it. Yes, and it's the still... other one is taking it. Yeah, or putting it the on curtain. the ground or on yeah. the table. And now it. there's no, now there's no ball spinning here. What? Yes. No, not really. no, I'm not. No, it's not happening. No, not here. Not here. Yeah, look over there. You're still yeah. using the energy, but it's not outside. It's That's still right. happening, though. It's still That's right. The energy is still mm. continuing on. Does that answer your question, Alamine, about healing? Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, it does check. Yeah, thank you. It's a holistic thing, and each of these is a part of yourself that needs to be addressed in a way that's healthy and uh, effective and gives you back more energy. Yeah. So, yeah, so with that, once you've been able to look at it and put it down or put it away, so I'm, I'm thinking specifically like, um, so being the, playing the role of the sun. So uh, for most of my life, there's been, you know, sort of a role unconsciously that I've played and it's, yeah, it's, it's taken up a lot of energy. So, I, you know, I think I'd like to think that I've got to a stage now where I've sort of looked at that relationship and uh, been able to see the, you know, the naps part of it. So I can put it down. It's, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you can put it down, but it's okay to put it on at some time, you know, that sort of that actor in the stage analogy. Um, oh, oh, I see. If, you, um, if, yeah. you, if you're conscious and aware of, that, of it, even though you, you've recognised it as, you know, a split-off part of you that doesn't really give you anything, is it okay to be able to put the clothes on and, yeah? Yeah, yeah I see it as, a, as um, being the professional. Mm. that we've talked about. Okay, well, here I'm going to be the professional son because that's what's expected. I'm mm. not going to take things personally because mm. I know where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I am your son. Yes, I'll play that role, uh, but I know who I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. And that goes for daughters as well. Good questions. Very good comments. So what I've got so far about uh, when to surrender and when to defend, if it's kids or family and you have an obligation to deal with it, you need to step up and do the job that needs to be done. This is also possible uh, for some things of self-respect, but this requires a little bit more objectivity of being able to look at, well, is this for my nafs or is this because as a, as my sheikh says, as a khalifa, a representative of a law, that this, this franchise here of a human being has to stand up for what's right and what's good. There's times to do that where we don't, we're not interested in the person, but in the post. In the station. One of the things that would be kind of help make that clear, I think, is that you're not uh, at that point trying to prove anything. 
No, no. Yeah, your heart, say, your heart just comes out and says, "Okay, I know what the right thing to do here is." There's the 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 Taoist thing of not a not a do. It just you just do it. Yes. But you don't have any personal stake in it. No. Yeah. Uh, and here's here's where you can test to see if it's nefs or Allah is to see is there an investment. And an investment means I expect a certain reward or outcome. If I am expecting people to go, oh, he's such a good guy. Yeah, what a good guy he is. Then it's for you and you shouldn't do anything. <laughs> or it's, it, or it's, it's poisoned in regards to the intention. As I see it. And then this idea about Aljami and an external gathering and that there's an internal gathering. And this internal gathering is what we're calling Insani Kamil, which is creating a whole person out of all the relationships and experiences that we've had. And going through those one at a time to figure out what's what can I use to help me be a whole person, a good person, a person connected to Allah who is making the world a better place and be a good servant. Yeah, Rugaya. Um, I was also thinking, just reflecting on recent experience, you can do a, a kind of in-the-moment gathering of, like, where your energies are and where your emotions are and what's causing what and how it's all linked in working out what's necessary to keep and all of those sort of things. So that's a different sort of gathering, but still internal. It sounds like you're talking about an assessment. Yeah. You're assessing what is best for this moment. Is that That's right? That's a good word. Yeah. I like it. Nice. But like putting all the pieces together in my head says gathering. Like taking mm. account, taking stock of, of where you're at and what you're doing and, and all of that. That is good. You should do that at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> this would be ideal. Yeah. Usually in moments where where you're on where you find yourself on automatic and maybe some way you, you can you make a habit of like, okay, I am in a really great place, I need these things done and I need to step back. That's when Gary comes over and gives you a dope slap. <laughs> <laughs> And you go, thank you. I am going to reflect now. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> okay, good. We have a, a less subtle, like a less, sorry, crazy way, but yes. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's visual signals. You can do the ear pulling. Yep. Reminder. Yeah. Good. Okay. Anything else? So Al-Jami, let me just finish this up here. Abd Al-Jami is the servant in whose being visible character and morals and hidden truths of the heart are combined into one. Both their exterior and interior are beautiful. The manifestation of all the beautiful names of Allah are gathered in them. 
he's able to bring together all that which is dissimilar, different and opposite inside and outside oneself. So that's what we would like to be able to do. And this has been very good. Let's say Fatiha. Amen. Salam alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free. But it costs equipment, rental, services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.